Welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. Hey there, today we're going to talk about how to lose weight without dieting or calorie counting because there's a lot of confusion out there about weight and food and exercise and tons of conflicting information. The reason why there are so many theories is because there's so many bodies. It's pretty challenging to create weight, food, and exercise theories when the inner workings of the body is incredibly unique. The weight loss industry likes to highlight patterns, but this does us as a service because it still creates an assumption that there's a blueprint to follow that will solve all of our problems and create the results that we desire. The only blueprint that we really have is that we're all truly unique. Therefore, a weight loss approach will be unique to the person. However, humans are fairly predictable. So understanding humans and how they behave will pave the way to uncovering our unique weight loss blueprint. We just have to get out of the way to reveal it. Are you ready to do that? Before we dive in, I just want to thank you so much for showing up and tuning in. This podcast is inspired by you, and there's nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Nothing makes me happier than knowing you're picking up what I'm putting out. Also, send any questions or topic ideas to info at totalbodyhealthsolutions.com or shoot me a direct message on Instagram at totalbodyhealthsolution. So let's dive in. Most people believe that the way to weigh less is to eat less and move more. I don't necessarily agree with that assumption wholeheartedly, or at least that, not that simplistically, but we're going to use it today for the sake of our conversation. So if that's true, the problem we need to solve is to get people to eat less food and exercise more consistently without dieting and calorie counting. There have been a million and one ways to accomplish weight loss from drugs to surgeries to diets to hypnosis, but none of them have collectively fixed the problem because we're doing that, all those things, more than we ever have before, and we're also heavier than we've ever been before. So we're left with some questions that hopefully we can go through today and get some clarity on. For example, why would a person eat more food than the body wants? What does the body do when it's overfed? Does exercise erase the overconsumption of food? What motivates a person to change their food and exercise habits? What demotivates them? Why wouldn't someone who wants to be healthier just automatically engage in healthy habits? And why does the body respond with weight gain even when someone is eating less and moving more? All right, let's go through these. The first one, why would a person eat more food than the body wants? Well, this is first assuming the person is even aware of what the body wants, which for some people is the problem in itself. What does your body want to eat? Not what do you think your body wants to eat. What does your body actually respond to positively? What does it respond to negatively? Do you listen? Why would we override what the body tells us? Our assumptions are that we would override because we like food too much, we're addicted to the food, we are weak, we don't want to waste food, we need that much food, and etc. Well, guess what? No, 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 and no. It actually has nothing to do with any of that. 
It only has to do with one thing, and that is our brain. Why would our brain tell us to keep eating when our body is telling us to stop? Or why would our brain block the fullness cue entirely? Got your pen and paper ready? It's because it's deprived. We are either looking for an excuse to keep eating, meaning our fullness cue is suppressed, or we feel the fullness and then we validate why we keep eating. I just love this food so much. I can't waste food. I'll, I'll just eat less later. This is not your fault. It's just deprivation talking. If you aren't allowing yourself to eat that food, or any food for that matter, your brain will tell you to load up on as much as possible when you're finally consuming it. If you allow yourself to eat the food, but you feel it's bad, or you shouldn't be eating it, or this is just a special occasion, your brain's going to tell you to load up on as much as possible because it's going to be a while before you eat it again. And that's either because you feel so guilty about it, that emotion will stop you from eating it again, or because you literally said, hey body, we're not going to get this for a while. And finally, if you eat the food so quickly or mindlessly that the brain missed the eating experience entirely, it will tell you to keep eating the food until it soaks up enough of the experience of that food or until you feel physically ill, whatever happens first. If you chose foods you don't really like but felt like you should eat, you'll feel deprived and eat more food after the meal is done, hunger or not. Think about it. Your brain gets the signal from your body of hunger. You get excited about eating. The body prepares for digestion and the brain prepares for pleasure, fulfillment, and satisfaction. It's finally time. The food's in front of you. Most people, as soon as they start eating, they shut everything else off. We're used to eating mindlessly. Or maybe we're afraid to allow ourselves to experience the full pleasure because maybe we'll never stop. Or we just feel guilty and bad for eating it at all. So pretty soon, your body tells the brain it's full. And the brain is still sitting there waiting to start eating. It missed the whole thing and it is pissed. It's deprived. It was waiting and excited and it got nothing. So it's on a vengeance. It is hangry and extremely emotional. So doesn't it make sense that we would keep eating full or not? What does the body do when it's overfed? The general belief is when the body receives more calories than it burns, it stores all those extra calories as fat. This causes people to stress out and obsess over every calorie they eat and burn. It also makes fun events like vacations or parties a source of fear for weight gain as it won't be controlled as much as the ones at home. It causes restaurants to list calories on menus so people can easily find their exact calorie count at the end of the day. And it would all work perfectly if it weren't for one minor detail. We are humans and not robots. Humans' bodies are simply not predictable enough to plug in a simple equation and receive a simple output. There are too many variables that we cannot account for or even understand that makes this theory completely useless. So why do we even need to eat less food? Because when we consistently overfeed the body, we force it to work a lot harder than it wants to or needs to. And it has to process all that extra food, which makes it less efficient. Also, our emotions around overconsuming cause the body to shift into fight or flight, 
and that's not an ideal environment for fat burning. We want our body to be relaxed and in a rest and digest phase after eating. And when we eat too much food, this is very difficult to achieve. Not impossible, but very difficult. But do you know who easily achieves this even when they eat a lot of food? People who don't have fear, worry, or concern around food and weight. So their body just easily deals with that excess food quite effortlessly. Especially if it's a random occurrence as opposed to a daily occurrence. Does exercise erase the overconsumption of food? Nope, it does not. Exercise is its own standalone entity. It has numerous benefits for the body, and every body requires a certain amount of it. When we don't meet our needs for movement or ignore a desire for more strength or endurance or flexibility, our, bo- our body's not thrilled about it. And that means when we start doing it, it responds enthusiastically assuming we're actually feeling good about it, which most people when they start exercising more do. But it's not designed to erase calories consumed. In fact, it doesn't want any part of the weight loss world. It wants to stand alone on its own island. The basic premise is when it feels good to you and you enjoy it, and I mean during, not just after, your body gets immense benefits. When it feels punishing or forced or bad to you or you have to get through it or push through it, your body will potentially give you a temporary result before it eventually finds excuses to stop or just stops responding to it. What motivates a person to change their food and exercise habits? It is incredibly simple. When they themselves, without any outside force or control, decide they want to do something purely for them. And that's it. That's why as a weight loss coach, my sole job is to help people get to the place where they do this. And until they do, I help them shift the fear around weight gain so they don't gain weight in the process. And what demotivates them? Pressure, force, coercion, control, scare tactics, low energy, subtle comments, hyper-focus on their struggles, and all the stuff people typically do with really good intentions. But it totally is demotivating because it takes away our autonomy and our ability to make that choice for ourselves and includes all these other people. And I know some people feel motivated by, I want to do this for my family. I want to do this for my kids. I want to do this for my loved ones. And that's fine as long as that comes after wanting to do it for you. And if it doesn't, it won't last. Why wouldn't someone who just wants to be healthier just automatically engage in healthy habits? Because that's assuming that we as humans are always rational. We're not. And when it comes to weight, food, and exercise, most people are completely irrational, which is 100% not their fault. People who don't struggle with weight are really judgmental a lot of the times over a person who does struggle with weight. And they don't understand why they can't just easily eat less, move more, or just do the healthy things they need to do. They, in their rational state of mind around food, exercise, and weight, can't understand why they can't just do what they need to do. What's the problem? But every person on the planet has things that they're irrational about. Whether it's about money, how you spend money, whether it's how you consume alcohol or drugs, whether it's family or friendships the relationships, whether it's romance or sex or really anything. In other words, we all have things that cause us to make irrational decisions and later look at ourselves and say, what was I thinking? What was I doing? Why did I do that? Why can't I just do what I need to do? 
So when my clients are perplexed as to why they can't seem to just do what's right, I see them doing exactly what's expected of a person in that state of mind. The answer is not to force behavior change. It's to build the bridge to rationality so they can easily implement the healthy habits, once again, with autonomy, with their own free choice. Why does the body respond with weight gain even when someone is eating less and moving more? Now, this is a far more complicated answer that could take up an entire day. But the simplest answer is because even when someone is doing all the right things and checking all the right boxes, our humanness requires so much more. Our motivations and emotions and past histories and relationships and state of mind and stress levels and everything in between plays a role in whether or not the body stores or burns fat. We will never be able to solve the weight loss equation with simple science or even with just the natural science world. It will always be a blend of natural science and psychology because we're dealing with humans who have minds and we simply cannot ignore this. So that sort of sums up all the questions that we looked at at the beginning of this is how do we lose weight without, ca- without calorie counting or dieting? And the reason is because we have to start with the fact that we're humans. And ev- there's a reason behind everything that we do and we don't do. And when we understand that and allow the body to get into its ideal state around food, around weight, around exercise, everything flows. We don't need to hyper-focus. We don't need to restrict. And most importantly, the minute we just restrict, we create deprivation, which creates 90% of our problems with food. So imagine that we eliminate deprivation because we stopped restricting. So now you only eat food that you're hungry for. So you eat the amount of food your body wants. Imagine that you exercise not to erase calories, but you do it for other reasons, whether it's that you want more strength, more endurance, more flexibility, or it's because of you like the, it's fun to you or whatever reason that you move. And it's not forced, and it's not punishing, and it's not something you have to get through. It's something you truly look forward to because you're doing it in only the amount that you like and in only the way that you like. So you're eating the amount of food your body wants because your body's just not asking for any more food, and the brain's obeying that. You're moving in the amount that your body wants because you're just following your body's orders. You're not assuming anything about what your body could need. You're just asking it, what what feels good to me? So you're moving in the amount that you want. You're eating in the amount that you want. What else would get in the way of your body releasing weight? Like I said, even if you're doing everything right and checking off all the right boxes, if sometimes the body still stores fat, but that's actually pretty rare. And most often, when as soon as my clients do this in the way that feels right to their body without force and coercion and control, the body responds really easily because it's in a relaxed ideal state and it's doing that rest and digest phase that needs to happen to, store, to stop storing fat and to start burning fat. And everything flows as it was designed to when we were all born. And then in the cases that that doesn't happen, there are other variables at play here that we have to look at as humans. 
If you are enjoying this, if you like what you're hearing today and you want more, I go much deeper into all of this in my program, the Light, Balanced, and Free program. And if you head to lightbalancedandfree.com, you'll get three free months of that program. And you don't even have to put your credit card in. I'll just ask you in three months if you want to keep going. You say yes or no. You're not going to be charged for anything. You're not going to have to write it down and say, okay, in three months, I have to check and make sure I don't get charged. It is purely three free months for you to see if you like the content and want to keep going. If you do, you'll get an email in three months that says, hey, do you want to keep up with this program? And I'll give you an offer for $19 a month as opposed to the normal 97 and you can keep going, and you don't have to. It's just there if you want more and you like this kind of, co- of conversation that we're having that looks at weight and food very differently. Also remember, if you like what you're hearing today, please rate, review, and subscribe. I'm so honored to have you here with me, and I look forward to seeing you next time.